Hell yeah. Yes, into my vein, please. <laughs> well, we're in the adrenaline section. There's this knee-knocking hour here, and I won't delay anymore to present the award for the best actor, a very brilliant Academy Award-winning actress of last year, Miss Anne Bancroft. <laughs> Harris in this sporting life, Rex Harrison in Cleopatra, Paul Newman in Her, Sidney Poitier in Lilies of the Field. The winner is Sidney Poitier in Lilies of the Because it is a long journey to this moment, I am naturally indebted to countless numbers of people, principally among whom are Ralph Nelson, James Poe, William Barrett, Martin Baum, and of course, the member of the Academy. For all of them, all I can say is a very special thank you. How close has my association been in the past with Dr. King? For some years now, I've worked uh, raising funds for Dr. King because I uh, believe still very strongly in his non-violent philosophy. What do you feel Rap Brown's purpose is now? I figured that question would come. I am not familiar with all of Mr. Brown's methods, except that Mr. Brown suggests violence. Well, I am, as uh, by definition, in opposition to violence, particularly violence for violence sake. Do you think urban riots have affected you, though? I would say that the urban riots have had effects in uh, every corner of the country and in every arena of life. Do you feel it's creating? Uh, I would like to ask you a question. Why is it that you guys are hounds for bad news? Why is it that, uh, you know, it seems to me that at this moment, this day, you could ask me many questions about many positive and wonderful things that are happening in this country. But we gather here to pay court to sensationalism. We gather here to pay court to negativism. You guys have a job to do. Uh, I'm a relatively intelligent man. There are many aspects to my personality that you can explore 
I think, uh, very uh, constructively. But you sit here and ask me such one-dimensional questions about a very tiny area of our lives. You ask me questions that fall continually within the negroness of my life. You ask me questions that pertain to the narrow scope of the summer riots. I am artist, man, American, contemporary. I am an awful lot of things, so I wish you would uh, pay me the respect due and not simply ask me about those things. R.I.P. Yes. the legend. All right, welcome to Movie Night Extravaganza. We are, of course, talking about The Dark Crystal tonight, but Wait. I want to play that. To <laughs> I'm on the wrong show. No. <laughs> I didn't no, remember. I, so I had, a, I had a show prepped out and like with clips I wanted to do. And then this morning, the news that Sidney uh, Poitier had um, passed away at, you know, 94, which is a long ass time to live. Um, but it's, you know, it's the same week that Betty White passed away and it's like Hollywood's like kind of almost purging their 90 year olds. Is that really the same week? Yeah. I old, that happened old, last year. old Hollywood is really, uh, <laughs> well, also Peter, Bog Peter Bogdanovich at 82 yep. also. Yeah. Which probably would have been if, if Sidney Poitier, Poitier, Poitier had not passed away. Like, I feel like we would have had a long Peter Bogdanovich conversation at the beginning of the show. Oh. So it's like, you know, each each of each of these things, like uh, these deaths kind of mount on each other, I feel like in this, I mean, in this pandemic, but also, I guess, just, uh, you know, one generation of, of um, very like actors that uh, that kind of outlived everybody else in their class of actors, pretty much. <laughs> we would have been able to further confuse people here for the Muppet content only. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm here. <laughs> All right. Introducing the panel. I am joined by Jay Underworld, my co-host, illustrator, uh, book cover designer, um, you know, everything in between, comic book artist, all of that. Of course, my other uh, my, my other co-host, Protonic Reversals, and Conan Neutron, The Secret Friends, Conan Neutron. We are dream fasted, all of us. <laughs> yes. All about the dream I had the other night about being on a panel and deleting all my notes in the middle of the panel and not uh, having any and going to introduce people and realizing I don't I didn't know who the fuck was on the panel. It was like one of those college. <laughs> it's it's the like you're naked and there's a pop quiz kind of kind of dream, but for <laughs> podcasters. But we're also joined by Christina Oaks, aka Princess Fairy Sparkle, that doesn't have wings, but you know we'll forgive her, I guess. I'm Christina on Twitch. Uh, my wings Ravana. haven't grown out yet. Oh. I'm, I'm just, I'm just, since it's a big panel, I'm just moving through this. So sorry. You got to keep tuning in. The wings might show up in the third act. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm also joined by Ravana, reactions on Twitch, and also frequent TYT main show guest. I actually didn't realize how often you're really on the TYT main show. Yeah. Every uh, couple of weeks, I get to be on the power panel. That's uh, I I I realized that when I was going through the thing you're making the making that intro, and uh, all of a sudden I was like, oh, there's a lot of clips of you and Jank. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, the only first time guest on this panel, Andrea Ravinsky of Above It All on YouTube. Um, she makes uh, you know, 
political content. She goes to, you know, protests all over the place. She does film reviews, you know, everything. Really, it's a, it's a, it's a powerhouse channel. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Welcome so, aboard. I'm going to start this off like we usually do and watch the trailer for The Dark Crystal so we can get into that mindset. Um, the Dark I, Crystal uh, mindset. I think I subscribed to that channel. Yeah. <laughs> that's a new age cult, I think. Uh -huh. Is that the one where everyone poisoned each other? Or... No. <laughs> no, that's Dark yeah. Crystal meth. It's oh, yoga, yeah. yoga moms and QAnon. Crystal yeah. mommy is happening in Dallas. Your power <laughs> word is mmm. Mmm. <laughs> <laughs> We're off to a great start, everyone. In a place outside time lies a mystical realm of sound and vision, a wondrous civilization. where good and evil struggle to possess the dark crystal. Right, brought to you by Blu-ray. <laughs> brought to you by Blu-ray in 1982, the first, the first Blu-ray, you know. <laughs> so I, I had never seen that. Uh, yeah, that's and I love this film, but I've never seen that. Has anyone else seen that preview before? No, no. I, I don't sit usually watching previews, so so. Ooh. <laughs> I have a strict no trailer policy. I will only watch full movies, and I also will never stop a movie unless I mm. fall asleep. Uh, my sister started Goodfellas like two years ago. She's still trying to watch it. <laughs> well, she better never watch uh, The Irishman because, you know. Oh, my she'll God. She'll be watching that for a fucking year. No, no. <laughs> I think it's still going in the other room for my watch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I is don't Hoffa, know. Is Hoffa dead yet? No, he's not. Hoffa's still going? <laughs> uh, did you guys feel that the, that trailer did a good job of kind of showing what this movie's about? Because I don't. No. <laughs> well, I mean, all you need to know is that it's a Jim Henson film. I mean, that that's yeah. pretty much yeah. once you know that it's on the list. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's yeah. like when I was uh, five and the movie came out and uh, we were at JCPenney's and there was this Dark Crystal T-shirt I really, really wanted. And my mom wouldn't get it for me. And I just remember like, like, she's like, you haven't seen the movie yet. I'm like, I don't care. All I it's, wanted was a t-shirt. Just one t-shirt. You wouldn't give it to me. <laughs> said, You're on drugs. No. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I'm not on drugs. I learned it from watching you. <laughs> oh no. I'm not Skeksy institutionalized. 
God damn it, I just remembered I, I gave away my Labyrinth shirt. Oh, well, I got a Bowie shirt, so it cancels it all out. 82, wow. Yeah, so I I, I definitely saw this much much later. Um, I thought but... it came out later. Like, I didn't know it was, like, 1982. <laughs> <laughs> hey, y'all, try ketamine. It's great. Here's a bunch of weird-ass shit to look at. Anyway, And, uh, and if you like ketamine, you can try ivermectin. Mm-hmm. Oh, the, no. All the horse drugs. <laughs> The horse kind. Well, I should say the horse kind because you know Eric's probably watching the show, and it's very clear that there is there is a human ivermectin that is used across the world that you know may or may not have some effects on on COVID. But the horse kind. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so but then again, I was thinking about right uh, in terms of this preview. What would a good preview for Dark Crystal really portray? Because this is a vibe movie like big time like there's a lot of lore there's a lot of stuff to absorb and all you know is like oh there's these wild creatures there's you know people weird little kind of pseudo people running around like what what and i love this movie to be clear but this is one of those movies that the more you try to describe it the more someone says that sounds terrible (laughs) yeah because the plot sounds very like generic in a way yeah so well, it's, it's i i think i think what it really is is um and this is true for star wars too um which you know is another thing that frank oz and, and jim henson played a big role in, in helping create and um you know joseph campbell came out with you know the books on the power of myth and they were kind of these um talking about the archetypes the fucking archetypes of uh <laughs> of of mythology and kind of um breaking it down and you know george lucas was really inspired by those books and I think this movie kind of is playing off that in the same way, but like an incredibly simplistic version of it. And obviously they reference Star Wars a whole bunch throughout this movie too, which is kind of funny because it's like, you guys didn't have other ideas to... <laughs> it was the biggest movie in the world. There, it was it, no it was a movie that they movie. also helped make. Like, you of know course. what I mean? Like, <laughs> I mean, the sequels, yeah. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm Ravana, this is your first time watching it? Yeah? Yes. This is also mine as well. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. I only watched it one other time, and it was a long time ago. Okay, so I've seen this movie a lot, but I'm more interested in in your thoughts on it. Just like for the yeah, and and I I agree with you, Forrest. The hero's journey thing kind of factors heavily, but it's like hero's journey, but with Muppets and everything's mm-hmm. crazy. You know. By the way, they had made they had made Empire Strikes Back by this point, so it's yeah, like... it's on meth. This gig is definitely a not even once uh, scenario for sure. And I love the character, but ah, you know, you just, I just couldn't stop thinking about animal when he popped up. I know more like, yeah, throw him some drumsticks and there you go. Uh, so, so let's start, uh, Andrea, you're, you're new to the show. Why don't you uh, kick us off? What, what are your, what are your thoughts from? Well, yeah, I'm a huge, like, I'm a huge Muppet person. Uh, I have Muppet <laughs> socks. I just took them off because my feet are sweaty, but I have Muppet socks that I was wearing. Sick. You know, so I like, I yeah. like Muppets. Um, but I, I've never really watched anything outside of Muppets, but like, I'm a very Ooh. big Muppet fan. So it's like, you know, it's always been like something I like. I like I've watched some Sesame Street. I've watched the Hoobs. Shout outs to the Hoobs. I don't know if anyone's seen the Hoobs. Highly recommended. Um, and I've seen like a little bit of Fraggle Rock, but I'm you know, I haven't really explored the Henson universe as much as I would like to. It's always something I've always like, right. you know, I'll do it eventually. Uh, and then so when y'all came to me to to do this review, I was like perfect timing. So yeah, uh, you like, see the best. Do you want to see the best video ever in the Henson universe? I would love to. Yes, that's a thing. This is this is this is my favorite. Henson video and I clipped it for today because I wanted to play it somewhere in here. It's literally fucking hilarious, which it makes wow. perfect sense. Um, 
after watching this where Jim Henson's coming from, especially with like uh Muppets Take Manhattan where we're kind Oh yeah, this is this is badass. This this I, 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 I fuck yeah, I love this. I love this so much. Yeah, this is good. Want some Wilkins coffee with your strawberry shortcake? Can't say that I do. You can't say that you don't either. You getting on the Wilkins coffee bandwagon? Never. No. You either go with Wilkins or you just don't go. This machine will make you want a cup of Wilkins coffee. Not me. I'll take mine with cream and sugar. <laughs> Why are we climbing this tree? For Wilkins coffee. I don't want any. It's autumn and the nuts are beginning to fall. <laughs> want a cup of Wilkins? Oh, thank you. Now all our workers drink Wilkins. You want a can of Wilkins coffee? No, give me a bottle of ginger ale. Okay. What do you want to like the Wilkins? How about some Wilkins coffee, Captain? No. I say, man overboard. Help. Give me a close shave. Do you drink Wilkins coffee? Never. My friend, this is going to... Oh. What? Okay. Some people just never learn. I'm gonna drink this coffee and it's not Wilkins. On guard, salute Wilkins coffee. But I don't drink Wilkins coffee. Some learn, some don't. Oh what? Like for a cup of Wilkins coffee? No. You don't drink Wilkins? No. How shocking. You can't persuade me to drink Wilkins instant coffee. Pretty please? Oh, okay. Just a stab in the dark. I see you don't drink Wilkins instant <laughs> coffee. What about my future? I hate to tell you, but you don't have a future. <laughs> the Wilkins coffee, sir? That's all you serve, I'll get off at the next town. Next town is five miles straight down. You gonna run against the Wilkins coffee party? Start the race. On your mark, get set, go. Nobody beats Wilkins. <laughs> you know, people who don't drink Wilkins coffee just blow up sometimes. Oh, that's a lot of... See what I mean? You have any Wilkins coffee in your house? No. You know, a house isn't a home without Wilkins coffee. <laughs> okay, buddy, what do you think of Wilkins coffee? I never tasted it. Now, what do you think of Wilkins? <laughs> Prototype Kermit the Frog was wild. Party line coffee. How about some Wilkins, comrade? That's capitalist coffee, you traitor. Send two pounds to the back door. <laughs> little, little, little bonus DSA content. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, that is early Kermit the Frog voice for sure. Yep. But yeah. And Ralph the dog. And Ralph yep. the Rolf. dog, yes. Rolf. Rolf. Yep. That, yeah. So I've seen those, but it's been a long time. By the way, Rolf the dog, uh, early early uh, men's rights activist guy, you know? Did you know? <laughs> I remember uh, watching, I think Seth Rogen hosted Saturday Night Live one time, and they did like a Muppet sketch, and it was like raunchy as hell, and I loved it. It was um, so good. Yeah, did, didn't uh, Kermit do um, a song with Justin Timberlake? Yeah, like, they, like, I don't know why people think the Muppets is like for kids. I'm like, Yes and no. Sesame Street's for kids. Muppets yes. are for everyone else. Mm -hmm. Well, do you know what the original title that Jim Henson wanted to use for the Muppet Show was? And it uh, it ended up being a, a running gag for a really long time on the Muppet Show. But it was uh, the Muppet Show, Sex and Violence. <laughs> but they would sometimes just put up the Sex and Violence title card in the middle of like Muppet Show episodes. Ah, that's good. <laughs> Incredible. Yeah. 
so so it's pretty hard to think about anything other than what we just saw, of course, but I'm still interested in Once uh, the book is coffee. <laughs> <laughs> hearing hearing the the first timers kind of initial initial thoughts uh, on Well, yeah, that. so it was basically like just Muppets but like way more intense. Um and so like that that's like right up my alley like 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 just all the creatures like I, the, the the thing i love about uh these kinds of movies is like the creatures are all also kind of puppets right like the 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 rats on the ground are puppets right like the like there's like bugs and like all the things and i love the rich like the other thing about it is yeah the rich worlds and the practical effects right because like i love like watching the movie and it's like every frame is art right and then it's like also like every every frame has like these like incredibly elaborate designs that like did exist in real life which is like super cool to think about like they constructed these environments and all that i just thought it was incredible from that perspective yeah sorry I, i'm laughing at the twin towers and not drink wilkins coffee. <laughs> <laughs> there's something about instant instant coffee doesn't melt steel beams but uh Rivana, why don't you tell us what your thoughts are yeah i liked it i like i'm also a big muppets fan love muppets muppets in space is one of the first movies i remember watching oh that's incredible uh, okay. <laughs> but um i think that the best part of the film is the practical effects and the um yeah. oh, oh, yeah. what are they the 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 shexies is that is that what they're called I yeah. can't remember. Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. Sexy. But I, I, have, I have clips on how the sexy, sexy. sexy. This, this yeah, well, it's, I always say it's like sexy, but a little sketchy. I uh, I have clips on how all of these uh, like these puppets were created and, and the way that they actually like, you know, planned it out. I'm going to wait until we all kind of go on, you know, all, we yeah. all kind of give an opinion on, on the movie itself. But I, I did find a documentary that was literally just Jim Henson and... Uh, Frank Oz talking about how they did everything, which I, that's I incredible. Learned. Yeah, there, there was actually stuff on uh, network television back in 1982. I remember watching; was just floored by it and knew I wanted to do creative stuff like that. So you know, um, <laughs> this this movie's in my DNA. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so we'll and we'll we'll everyone will get a turn here. But Ray, did you have anything else that you know, for your initial thoughts? Yeah, as far as the you know puppetry goes, I didn't love the main characters the look i just didn't think uncanny they, valley they were yeah they, yeah exactly very uncanny valley there's it's and they also just are not very expressive like of of all of the characters they're all you know very intricate and very expressive and they were just so not that i don't know it was just mm. i i think that in that aspect because they were supposed to be the main you know main characters right. going on the you know in uh Jen's going on the hero's journey, um, you know, yada, yada, yada. You just expect a little more of them than that's all these Kira, other creatures. That's Kira Reacher, and we won't have it. Uh. <laughs> she's she's going along, but, you know, she's not sitting there pondering the shard the entire time. Because if I had to listen to him one more fucking time say, what am I going to do with the shard? What do I do when I get to the crystal? I was going to snap. Like, we get it. You don't know what you're going to do, but we all know that you're going to figure it out when you get there. But I mean, I did like the story. I liked um, the Skeksis a lot. Um, uh, overall, I, I very much enjoyed it, but particularly the practical effects are just astounding. 
I uh, so I I kind of had it ruined. I'll I'll pull up this this meme when I when I find it on my uh, desktop in a minute. But um, you know you know Gab and uh, and Kitty that do Final Girls. Uh, so like I I posted a, a picture of of Kira and and Jen when I was like promoting that we're gonna be doing this, and Gab was like, hey, it looks like me, and it fucking did, and changed <laughs> her Instagram picture to uh. Kira, like from this movie, and it just—I was like, "Is there a difference there?" So I took the uh, her her Abby that had the she has the cigarette in her mouth and the Russian hat, and just mm-hmm. combined it into a fucking meme. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. So, uh, Christina, I know you've seen this before. Yeah, but, but do you remember what like your initial reaction to seeing Dark Crystal was? Well, I think I remember seeing it like in. Well, the thing is, I got deep into, like, 80s fantasy films, like, when I was in middle school. So I watched Labyrinth and Legend. So, like... Oh, we're getting like, deep into them now. Yeah. Yeah, getting- we're getting... <laughs> yeah. So, like, when I first saw Dark Crystal, I was like, what Welcome. the hell is happening? I was like... But then I remember, like, from, like, Little Shop of Horrors, I'm like, you know what? When Frank Oz and Jim Henson get together, it's a good movie to watch while under the influence of some type of substance. I'm not going to say quick. That's up to you. But I'm like, ooh, this is a lot of Was it Crocodile? Yeah. Bath salts and Dark Crystal is the new Netflix and chill. (laughs) There we go. There we go. But uh, like Ray Vaughn has said, like I, I like the, the effects and, and like the practical effects, and also too that it's just the, the like the characters just look creepy <laughs> as fuck. So, like that's like my only like major complaint. It's like, oh my god, they just look so creepy. I like that. It looks like you did this in MS Paint, by the way. But yeah, it's, it's pretty dead. <laughs> no, I just, I just, I per- well, it's hard to do the hat. Like she, you know, her hat, and then it kind of yeah. the light was bouncing off of it. A lot of people yeah. make their Sims but, four characters look a lot like these characters. By the way, it's kind of creepy. Yeah, Gelflings. Yeah. Oh, I forgot to mention <laughs> this, but I can't let an episode go by without um, mentioning uh, my fave, David Lynch. There was an aspect of it. And this is in yes. a negative light, and I don't, I don't mean to to denigrate David Lynch, but there was a part of the scene, uh, one of the scenes where uh, the their inner monologue is being narrated, and it made me think of David Lynch's Dune. Dune, yeah, yeah. and it I was it didn't work that. in Ooh. Dune. I don't think it worked here. <laughs> I was really high when I watched this, so every time the inner monologue started, like I was like, "Why isn't their mouth moving?" I was like, <laughs> I was freaking the, fu- I, you know, I was losing it. Did the, did the puppeteer die? Is that? <laughs> I was yeah, I was trapped in that universe until like I realized, oh wait, that's the inner monologue. That makes sense, and then I went through that cycle over and over again. <laughs> He's it's it's not just a, a kind of just generic uh like just the Jens character I think not just it's kind of like a generic voice and it kind of is annoying that very monotone it. yeah and but very but I mean whiny. it is it is the story of the hero's journey and the hero is I mean the hero is usually a remarkable person but like not not in a sense that would like you know uh, mark him out outwardly I think or like you know even inwardly from everyone else it's just like the circumstances that they're really placed into within this like mythological framework. Within these fucking archetypes, because um, <laughs> I have to say, like Jordan Peterson, every time I say that word. Um, so, so what, what do you we think? We got it. We got it. Yeah. Jim yeah, yeah, Henson yeah. did the voice of Jen, and, and and it always kind of makes me wonder, like, why didn't he get uh, somebody like, say, Mark Hamill to come in and read for it? Yeah, yeah. But like, you know, he, he he does it for the for the for the making of, and then you know, Mark Hamill comes in and just you know. Well, 
I, so I would also, say really that funny. He, we did the Kermit. He did his Kermit voice. I was just like, <laughs> I gotta, yeah, I gotta I find, I gotta find the shard. One voice. Well, if I if I may, I think that it's very clear that this movie was a very much a passion project for Jim Henson. Like he really, yeah. he he could have done anything, and what he could have done is done something very crowd pleasing. You know, yeah. uh, and and what he did is he used all of like the nadir of his power to make something nuts which yeah. is the dark crystal like that had never existed before. And, and yeah. with the full caveat that like, is, is it all about the story? No, it is not. Yeah. But like made a world, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. He wanted but to he, do this back in like, he had ideas of this back in like 75 or 76, even like getting inspired yeah. with illustrations that like some, some guy did with like for like Lewis Carroll or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. So like, this, I mean, like this was a big passion project for him in the making for like years but but his uh non-muppet stuff like like and, I, and i'm not saying like like you know this is you know trademark muppets it's you know uh there's a lot of overlap with this and muppets obviously but um like like have you seen his uh short film from like 1969 uh not in a very very long time like years yeah, same ago, here I same but, here i, yeah. I should have rewatched it before <laughs> this but uh i mean like like you know he's always was always trying to push the envelope with like uh big ideas and, and world building uh, and I think that's always been his strength. Nation building. I was gonna say, and he's just and Andy has pulled it. Yeah, but did you hear their first demo on us? Yes. <laughs> uh, mine, mine was gonna be a, a a neocon bush joke where, you know, I want I wanted to Afghanistan the. the show. There I don't go. know. Conan was funnier. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Andy. I appreciate so, it. Andy, I wanted to do your I well, your your first comments on this. I guess I wanted to do from uh, the place of the art. And oh, Brentford, yeah, this is cool. This so, is I so I this is the storyboarding part of it. Uh, that documentary that I watched that is the um, you know, where they're, where they're explaining how they made because they go from it's kind of in an order and they go from talking about how conceptually, you know, they had somebody storyboarding the entire thing that came up with like the ideas for what the characters would eventually look like, and then obviously it has to go to a workshop where they actually build the puppets. And I remember, I remember, um, I had a, a Muppets book when I was a kid. And uh, they, they they literally like explained how the the Jim Henson workshop and I think that's I think the Jim Henson workshop was kind of taking off during this time period, but like yeah. wasn't as big as it was kind of later on when it literally was like a almost like a fact like a it's like kind of like a dream factory like a place that they just kind of were like this is the Jim Henson workshop, but this is how they're explaining how they come up with the ideas for the characters before even even hitting that level of it. Keep that banner going. Feelings about what the major creatures were and some of their characteristics. And it was my job to show how, how they looked. I always start with the eye. The eye is the focal point of all these characters. And for the Skeksis, they needed to have a penetrating stare. The Skeksis are, are the evil race of beings that are that are central to the movie. They are part reptile, part predatory bird, part dragon. The mystics were a gentle race of beings that brought up 
Jen, the girlfriend, but partly old wizard, partly some sort of a strange animal. The Gelflings, I suppose, are basically our, our hero and heroine. They are the ones that we identify with. They take us through the film. We originally conceived the pod people as being very much part of the Earth itself. So we base them literally on potatoes. <laughs> I'm used to being the master of the world that I create on the flat page. It's sometimes been difficult to create a world for somebody else, to try to make the visions coincide. But I think we have. I think it's been very successful. Brian first came to New York and joined a group which at that time was quite small. I think we were somewhere between six and eight people who had first started to play with some ideas and working from some of his early sketches and illustrations. Uh, we would take these character sketches to our sculptors, our designers, and they would start building this thing in three dimensions. And they would work with it for a while and, and get it to the point where we could uh, actually operate it as a puppet. And then, on the other hand, we sometimes would start with a, a way of operating something, uh, the way a character would be moved and so forth, and we would take that and show that to Brian and say, this is the kind of thing, this is how it moves, uh, would you design it and show us what it looks like? And so then he would turn that into an animal or a creature or whatever. It was a back and forth process where we would design a rough one, we would build the thing, we'd put it on videotape, we usually just shot a little tape of the rough tape of it in the studio, and then we'd all look at it, talk about it a while, and then pull it all apart and start all over again. And so the final characters that are on film now in, in the Dark Crystal are many generations down. They, they've been built and rebuilt and changed and, and shifted. And uh, so each character is the result of sort of many generations of growth. Yeah, that's the stuff I watched when I was a kid. Yeah, you gotta right. send me that. <laughs> <laughs> no, and and you know, in, during the break for us, you were talking about how like they look way cooler in the sketches. Meaning our well, main Brian characters. Brian Frude is amazing. Uh, absolutely yeah. incredible artist. His uh, book of squished fairies. Um, <laughs> Christina's people and switches them. And yeah, it's, I was gonna say, be careful. Just, that's you would just bring speech. out. You would just bring up the genocide like that, and, and, and <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> but but uh, it, it's it's actually like, like like if you actually read the book, it is really it's it's an adult book. Uh, it's co-written by one of the Python guys, I think Eric Idle. Um, but but it is gorgeous oh, yeah. to look at. Uh, not 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 chance. Terry Gillum. That's surprising me that it's not you know Terry it, Gillum. It could be. I, you know, honestly, I don't. He's the one that does the illustration. I have a copy of it right over here. I can go get that if. Uh, it's probably, it's probably Terry Gillum just because he's the one that did all the illustrating for. Yeah, we're, uh, we're gonna require a real time fact check of your own statement. <laughs> <laughs> Let the record show. Dot dot dot. <laughs> um. But yeah, I I I liked 
I like looking at uh, something like this where they're doing the, uh, you know, like the storyboards and really having to come up with these characters from scratch. And I think that the reason that it doesn't go well in trailers or something, right, or like you can't really express it is because they're all, uh, you know, ridiculously uh, crazy, like designed. I mean, not not really Jens, but everybody else. <laughs> Jens is the Kyle McLaughlin in this movie, but um, <laughs> but but everybody else is like incredibly, like you know, intricately designed, and like the mystics were mind blowing. Like just the beginning of that movie where they're yeah. all, like, um, yeah, yeah, and, they're, they're, and, they're, and you're like, what entirely is going on right now? Yeah, yeah. hi. <laughs> I was, and so. Was <laughs> I love how they start with the eyes. It's always the eyes. Yeah. Well, as Christopher Walken said, eyes are the windows to the face. Eyes <laughs> are the windows to the face. There we go. That was good. There yeah. we go. Sometimes um, if you do a Christopher Walken impression, it's mine always ends up sounding like Liza Minnelli. <laughs> and if you do it three times in a mirror, he shows up. Yeah. yeah. And starts Asking dancing. more cowbell. If you do it four, he shows up with Liza Minnelli's crazy yeah, exactly it's, it's it's the patreon bonus package yeah <laughs> but um no but like it, it's like insane though i think that it, it feels like the it's maybe stiff on purpose the jen's character and kira uh, kind of this uh you know phrasing <laughs> well, it oh, is like well, a good contrast because it makes everything else look way more interesting yeah yeah it'd be stiff too if somebody had their arm up your rear end hey no. oh, <laughs> hey Watch out! <laughs> hey, the um, kids have gone to bed. We're working blue tonight. Let me tell you. Um, no, but like it, it's just—it's it, interesting. Uh, you know, throughout the movie, they kind of reference that the Gelflings are just like small creatures that you know aren't really. They're like you know, I'm, but I'm just a Gelfling. Like you know that that line kind of over and over again that starts to grate on you by the end of it. You're like, we get it. You're like you're a Gel. Like you know, like there's different races, and and you're the you're the worst. I'm a one. nobody. Yeah. Well, when my youngest was small, she she would run around going or uh, uh, you know uh, going, but I'm only little. Oh, <laughs> that's cute. I think that was my youngest. I don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> both my kids blur together. Well, they were both little great. person running You're around. You're a great dad. <laughs> I, but I mean, it's it's and it, let's let's be explicitly clear. And I can't believe I'm bringing this up, but it does seem there is some class dynamics at play in Dark Crystal, right? I mean, like the yeah. Gelfings oh, yeah. are clearly like massively the underclass, right? The, like the Skeksis are hoarding pretty much everything. Yeah, and they like it that way. That's 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 the natural order. They of like it. They're concerned. They like it. We love it, people. <laughs> like the when the one guy was banished, like their form of banishing them was to take every like you know big like super nice robe and clothing and like all that stuff, and that's that's you're banished. You're just wandering around the the forest naked or whatever. Yeah, you don't have yeah. all your cool stuff with you, and you. Have to... mm -hmm. <laughs> his name's also his name's also Chamberlain, which is like explicitly a reference to Neville Chamberlain, who literally was the the Nazi appeaser in the UK. Uh, yep. I, I thought he was in reference to Will Chamberlain because you know we got all the lady skexies. <laughs> but the other thing, the other thing that really, so I don't think in any other week that this would register for me, but or any other month that this would register for me, but you know. Um, I've been listening pretty extensively the last few weeks to the Ghislaine Maxwell Truanon podcast. <laughs> I can't nice. wait to hear where you go with this, by the way. I can't no, wait. So the Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> so the, uh, the, well, there's the Ghislaine Maxwell Skeksis that no, but no, so there's, so throughout the, the Truanon podcast, um, 
like these these episodes um uh, you know brace belden came up with this character called the gourmand which was like this you know this and and the gourmand is just this this like overweight it's like the guy from uh monty python meaning of life yeah they have where it's yeah. like geez one little mincer fuck off that guy yeah 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 so each of the each of these um and it's it's kind of this must have been like some kind of weird acid decision but the skexes <laughs> are supposed to be based off of the seven deadly sins but there's nine of them Mm-hmm. The nine deadly sins. Yeah, yeah they, so, they, they, they just kept going like, ah, fuck it, whatever. Nine. Who cares? Well, so two Ooh, of them, the two, two of them, be. are gourmands. And literally, when you look in the Amazon notes of like what the characters' names are, it just says gourmand, gourmand. And it's the huh. two that are eating at the table when, uh, you know, when when <laughs> that they're like shoving food in their mouth. And so there's seven deadly sins. There's two of them that are gluttony. <laughs> so, I don't, so. I don't know. I don't think the Gourmand thing would have ever would have because uh, I do know that painting. There's a painting of you know, a, uh, I think it's a French painting of of this like these overweight people eating and like shoving food in their mouth, and it's like the Gourmands. But I, you know, yeah, yes, because Christophe Lubinicki is totally French. Oh, is it Dutch? It might be. It might. Is, is it a Dutch? Uh, it's it a Dutch? it's it's Eastern I, European for sure. I I don't quite know where uh, Christophe Lubinicki is from. It's interesting. A lot of. Yeah. anti-colonial uh, <laughs> or anti-imperialist art in um, fantasy, uh, com- in communist countries depicting Americans and like the Ameri- uh, oh, sure. America more broadly and colonialism are gourmands. They're gourmands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's kind of the, but then the same thing goes for, uh, we look at, you know, we look at the USSR and then we're like, oh, they're starving. They're all starving there. And they're like, well, they're all fucking fat here. <laughs> like <laughs> uh, the dude's Polish, uh, part of the Dutch uh, Renaissance. So. All right. Let the record show. <laughs> well, but I think that like from the larger perspective and having nothing to do with any of that, which I barely understood is that the, the, the Skeksis are like the ruling class here. They're hoarding mm. the resources very clearly. And there, and there's an epif- you know, epiphany or two later on in regards to the hero's journey of the titular dark crystal. That are you, like, try, are you trying to mark explain to our to our <laughs> to our panel? <laughs> <laughs> Touche. Uh, but the that the, uh, the in order for them to flourish and prosper in the way that they expect to and they want to, it requires everyone else living at this lower standard of living. To which some of the what are the potato people called? The um, I can't remember what they're called, but like, you know, some of them potato it's like people. Yeah, I mean, he said they're based on potatoes. I'm not sure. Yeah, like, no, that's what they're called. As far as I'm concerned, they're potato yeah. people. Sure. Called like, people. Perfect example. Like a rock. <laughs> they kind of look like they are. Yeah. The, the big thing with the um, the different other peoples is it, it kind of seems like nobody's like like super ambitious or anything. Everyone's kind of like happy. You know, I'm a Gelfling doing Gelfling things. Like the fact yeah, that, that he considers- scene where they're all just singing and like doing the music and stuff. That was incredible. Yeah. That was really fun to listen to. Like, that was just like they're just they're happy. They're just they're not. They, they're they they're, 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 they're called. They're, 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 uh, they're podlings. 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 Thank you. Thank there you. you. That's why I made the joke earlier where I was like, uh, you know, Conan Neutron, aka Protonic Podling. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, that's right. That's good. That's good. That was a long time ago. <laughs> yes. Looks like just remember a joke from 20, 44 minutes ago. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there we go. Long time ago. <laughs> like, I mean, don't get me wrong. The Irishman's titles will still be rolling at this point, but you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Hoffman uh, is still alive. <laughs> but I feel and that's like- what we in the business like to call a callback. 
<laughs> I think that for my, for myself, like when I was a kid, I didn't pick up on any of that stuff. I was just I was just like, oh, the guy that goes mm, is really creepy, and like yeah. you know, when, when yeah. the... <laughs> who would have thought that there would be a deeper message in a fantasy film? Exactly. <laughs> and and uh, the other thing that freaked me out was the big are they bugs? Right when they crash in through that gave me nightmares. Are those crab people yeah. things? Those crab. I people, loved yeah, watching yeah. them break through the walls and stuff, right? Because like the way the walls like fell apart, because like. I'm watching this movie and I'm like, these are like, these are practical effects actually yeah. happening. And so like when they break through the wall, they're actually breaking through the breaking wall. Through they got to get it right. Right. Because yeah. if, you know, if you do another like a uh, scene or whatever, you got to rebuild the wall. So watching how like the wall crumbles the wall. so fun. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guess what? Conan, I'm going to give you some nightmares. Oh, oh man. Boy. Here we go. You want right. to, you want to mute me? <laughs> sure. We're doing the Gartham. The Gartham are a large troop of bully soldiers that work with the evil creatures in this film. They have to go out and catch peasants for converting into slaves. They have to um, smash down obstacles. They are the bullies for the Skeksis. We started designing this about two years ago, and the creature has had to evolve as the script has changed. Well, since, since the Gartham is inspired by crustaceans, shell creatures, we've had to create very hard finishes, so we've used fiberglass a lot. The back shells have to articulate. We have uh, hard arms that have to look like shells. They have to be non-defeatable by any other character in this film. Gotham costumes were very heavy. I think they were about 70 pounds or so. And the performers couldn't walk around them all the time. So at some point we had to build racks for them. So whenever they came off the set, we'd hook them up immediately. And so they'd get a breather. Well, approximately a year before we began shooting the film, we had a casting session and we chose a group of performers. They were mostly dancers, mimes, clowns, acrobats. And this was all under the direction of Jean-Pierre Amiel, who was a Swiss mime. And he himself was a marvelous performer. And uh, so he worked with this group over, over the next eight months, uh, devising the way each of these kinds of characters would move and how they would walk. Uh, we were looking for people who could express their entire performance with their body. We look for the same sort of thing when we look for puppeteers, people who can do their entire performance in their hand, you know. And, and these guys had to do it with their full body. We tried developing new movements and mannerisms for the creatures and characters in the film because they are on another world and we wanted to make them unworldly in both their look and their movement. Rush, run, run. Okay. Now, are you in danger of tripping if you yeah, go too fast? You're not in danger of tripping on your own? Okay, let's turn around and go as fast as you can as an experiment. Okay, see what happens. Without tripping, Karen. 
Okay. Go ahead. As fast as you can. That's it. Good. 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 Now let's try it with your head up a little bit higher. So it's not this, but it's, it's that. Just see what it looks like. Uh-huh. Good. The most difficult creature to perform was undoubtedly the mystics, uh, because the operating position is so difficult. Uh, the performer is down virtually on their haunches, uh, walking on your haunches, with their right arm extended out if they're right-handed, uh, and, the, and the hand is out in front of their, uh, and has the full weight of the, of the head on it. And so it's, it's really, uh, I, I was in one one time, and I could hold a position maybe five or ten seconds. It's very hard, and these guys were working scenes that would take oh, two minutes, three minutes long. That's incredible! Like Abraham Lincoln and, was on this film, I, and I, I also think that I thought like, that seeing that beard too, I I did. Well, <laughs> seeing that. Like seeing the 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 mechanics of it, like how it all came to pass, that would have blown my mind when I saw this at ten years old, which is when I when I remembered I finally. That's saw the it. thing. It's like watching like you're like there's like actual people doing all of this, and like yeah. that no is it's incredible. Andrew, I gotta I mean, go get my dog then. If you got if you got, <laughs> uh oh, <laughs> I, I I and I'll just say that there's a really good friend of mine actually, uh, my childhood best friend who became a puppeteer, a pretty well-known one, who actually went to the Hanson School literally because he saw this movie and maybe saw this documentary, frankly. I because, mean, yeah. Because yeah. he's really, really good at it. It's the kind of thing that, like, you know, there's not a lot of call for necessarily in the world, but he's astounding at it. And just to see things, like, you know, like, like what, you got the head here and then this arm and the other, like, that's nuts. And it's things like run. Yeah, how fast can you run in this outfit? Right. Yeah, but, people don't understand. Like back in they like pre-production took like a good long time. That's yeah. a whole day's work. Yeah, maybe like yeah. a whole year's work in a way. Because they said that oh, we've been working on this like this design for like a year or so, and I'm like, wait, what? But now with CGI, it's not. <laughs> it can look way shittier, and it goes quicker. Yeah, uh, and like I said, we don't talk about the Netflix show. <laughs> I, I I really I have I I'm considering watching it. People have said uh, you know, check it out. I don't know. I it's fine. I Whatever. look at that dog. Oh my goodness, it's it's, <laughs> it's fine. Uh, I I can also say that and I said it during the break, and I'm I'm going to boldly say it on the show proper. Imagine having to take a bathroom break in that big crab outfit. <laughs> that's, about, that's about a 20 minute exercise, you know. <laughs> Imagine seeing the the Skeksis performer though in your kitchen, five no. a.m. No, uh-uh. That sounds incredible. Yeah, if they're running at you though, oh, no, no, I'm out. Ooh, no, no, no. If it's the, them, the, the Mystics, you know they they move at yeah they move slow. I can so I can... fucking slow. Yeah. Like, I love the scenes like for the movie like, where they're just going the through the desert. Like, yeah, it's just great. yeah. Yeah, and it's like, how long were they doing that? Like a very long time, we can assume. But it, you, so here's the funny thing: when I first watched this as a kid, it pissed me off. I was like, that's annoying. And then, like, I love it as an adult. I'm like, that's amazing. Like these guys just like 
time moves differently for them. Right. They think of things in epochs of time like it. And he gets that idea across without having someone. The mystics experience time differently. The But yeah, yeah, we get it. Like, stop telling us. They show. had an 18 rating and a 22 share when they first started. <laughs> <laughs> we got network on the brain. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, so does everyone feel the mystics are, are good characters? Like the mystics are by me. I, I love the mystics. In here. So, I, so I have the same I have the same kind of thing where they're explaining how they uh, design the mystics for a, for a clip. Um, I had to draw Jake Flores as a mystic once, and I don't remember why. Huh? Oh, just it's an idea that just came to you in the middle of the night. You just assumed that. No, because because I remember on his podcast, I got called King doing it. Uh, <laughs> That's a I don't even know how to react to that, but sure. I, I do have a question though. Um, I believe you. You think of David Cross <laughs> to play Frank Oz in this? <laughs> <laughs> why does it look like Jim Henson's blowing a big cloud? To buy a- <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. he is. All right, Conan, you want to mute me? I would love to mute you, Boris. Nothing would make me happier. <laughs> Come on, man. Far from the castle, the race of mystics came to live in a dream of peace. Their ways were the gentle ways of natural wizards. Yet now there are only ten. A dying race numbly rehearsing the ancient ways in a blur of forgetfulness. But today, the ritual gives no comfort. Today, the wisest of the mystics lies dying. Today, they summon the one who must save them. Mimes, uh, whose name was Robbie Barnett, uh, was a clown and a stilt walker. And he came into the rehearsal hall one day with uh, his 10-foot stilts, and he was he got up on them and he was showing people uh, how he was moving around. And I think it was Brian Froud that saw him in, on the stilts, and all of a sudden, you know, had this great realization, and it was, aha! And, uh, and so he immediately began designing what could be done with four stilts, and so he put stilts on his hands as well as on his feet. And they, they roughed a, a shape over him, and oh, yeah. uh, and we started designing the the uh, the Landstrider. CGI this bitch. The Landstriders were designed really as a mode of transport. Part of the brief um, was that they had to run like the wind. And this was a phrase that stuck in my mind. And how did you design a creature that could move fast? We found that a, that a man on stilts could cover a lot of ground with very little effort. And the moment was magical, and there was our creature. There was the beginnings of it. There was a creature that could run like the wind. The, from the basic look of a man on stilts, we developed the land strike. It was a big problem to, to figure out how to put him totally inside of this body. And then, of course, once we got him inside the body, if he were to fall over, he would uh, break his neck. <laughs> yeah, NBD. It uh, made, it so made we me just so, did that anyway. It made me so nervous when he started jumping on the stills. I know. I was just like, oh, my God. Oh, okay. They have footage of him whoa, whoa. messing whoa. up. 
this is when I this is when I got a five five hundred thousand dollar lawsuit. <laughs> yeah, that's why no. Jackie Chan had to seek out um, mafia, you know, in in Hong Kong to fund his movies. <laughs> what I, it goes though from him being like, you know, like the the description of everything being like, you know, uh, covering a lot of ground, like kind of. But like it seems like he's going kind of slowly and awkwardly, and then all of a sudden he jumps, and you're like, "Oh That's, fuck!" <laughs> yeah, he like hauls ass and like jumps on stilts. Yeah. Wow. Nowadays, yeah, characters do people, actors do wear stilts, but it's for characters who who are like CGI to need to be like hefty tall. I think you're gonna say Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> or or that one Eric Andre skit where he's two guys in, in a coat and he goes in there uh, yeah. <laughs> into the thing with the, with the trench coat. Hey, but you know, you know, good on Jim Henson for employing stilt workers. You yeah, know? like that's awesome. I think a lot of workers that don't necessarily get a lot of love or employment uh in the movie industry, probably they do on television with like, you know, the Muppet show and stuff, but like you know, like he has a mime on set. Like, who the fuck knows a mime to bring on set with you? Like, <laughs> he's like, oh, we did a mime, and he was teaching us how to do some things. And it's like, I, what other what other movie have you ever seen? That they're just like, yeah, we have a mime on set. We have a guy on stilts. We have like, yes. they have a circus camp. Silent film by uh, by Bill Brooks, <laughs> or or like a legless person to play. Like they did that in Nightmare on Elm Street: Find the Dream Child. They're like, oh, we need Freddy Krueger to come out of uh, Alice. Oh, there's a dude without oh, legs. Yeah. We can harness on her. Perfect. Perfect. Like, you'll be amazed at the type of people that you can find that you will need for, like, just one scene. By the way, I need to I need to call this out again. Christina, Ravana, you're on another movie with dream, like, you know, a, a dream scene. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a dream team. It's that, targeted yeah, that's harassment. A, that's a good segue into the dream, <laughs> the dream thing, which I found fascinating. Like, that to me is, like, the... I forgot about that until now, but that, that's incredible. Like they're able to just exchange memories. Like, mm. well, and it kind of seems like to me, and maybe this this is because I watched like um, a bunch of other movies about the Australian Outback and stuff. It like kind of almost is tapping into like the dream time aspect of things, right? Like there being this linked experience on like you know the astral plane or whatever that. Um, you know, it, it's it's pretty. Let's be clear. Jim Henson was pretty hippy dippy. Love the man, but like you know, a lot of that stuff flying around, including like I'm doing acid. <laughs> <laughs> but I, but I love the idea of like you know that level of having that be in what is ultimately on the face of it like a pretty standard hero's journey, Joseph Campbell thing. But it's like, oh yeah, but like. And it's never really, he doesn't spend a lot of effort explaining it necessarily. It's, it's just like, like yeah, they like, can do that. All right, here you go. And then everyone well, knows it. People are talking yeah, about it more and more. I have a dream. Like, Everybody knows that dream bonding is the only way to get really into the mind of a woman you're trying to cheat on your wife with. Um, <laughs> but though, another thing, though, I think that this movie kind of has a lot of um, World War II references, like kind of Holocaust references, right? Like yeah. the Gelflings have gotten kind of genocided out until it seems like it's just the two worst ones. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Damn. But like, no, but like, you know what I mean? Like, but the, the fact that they're able to kind of combine dreams, combine minds um, is kind of like this idea of like collective trauma, right? Like it's... Um, they suddenly can kind of tell their story through this collective, uh, you know, this collective connection between the two of them. And he also seems to have it with the mystics, but like, you know, in a different way. I think he can kind of call to the mystics, but like they're probably listening to all frequencies, you know. 
the mystics actually ended up forming the NSA and a lot of, a lot of, a lot of bad, you know, I liked them in this movie, but then, you know, the whole Edward Stone thing, he, he, he ratted on the mystics and I don't know. It's been crazy. Not a big fan of their later work. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think, does anyone else feel that the mystics would totally be that friend you have that just is telling a story and just never gets to the point and you're like oh my god please get to the point of this story oh yeah <laughs> so, I, so i'm a mystic yeah but it'd be in the course of like you know 20 years or something and be like oh and like the you know the meme of like like the old like long gray hair and like skeleton yeah you know <laughs> that would be the mystics trying to tell their story and that's why they're not that talkative because they know they ain't no good at it you know all right, so talk. So we talked about the mystic. There you go. That's my the that's other, my theory on that. <laughs> the other side of this, of course, is the Skeksis. Yes. And, uh, so this is this is the design of the Skeksis. Oh, uh, look at Andy. Look at like here. Hold on. Let's. Yeah. let's uh, that's yeah. incredible. Wait. No, I just saw that the whole time. Yeah, yeah. After I saw Brian Fruit draw, I'm just like, okay, I'm going to start of, with the other. Huh, that's a, incredible. A lot of sex and violence. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving that up the whole show, and you'll have to take it off yourself if you don't want that. So I that's do want incredible. that. Skeksis violence. Movie night sex and violence. Um. <laughs> all right, so so here's the Skeksis clip. Um, I made I made a post earlier that said all my um all my Skeksis live in Texas or something, and oh, I think yeah. somebody thought that they were being witty, and they were like, "It's actually Skeksis," and like spelled. Like, oh no shit really no. no but i think that they thought i was referencing something else and i was like no i'm referencing the dark like you know that that's what i'm referencing <laughs> it's a dark crystal you knob that's what you should have said <laughs> no they put a dark crystal gif as if they were sorry i thought you were ready to play the clip forrest i was jumping <laughs> the, skeksis, the uh the nasties in the film one of the characters is a chamberlain which was frank's he had a very definite idea when he came into it uh, what he wanted wanted a, a really sleazy, unpleasant character that you uh, definitely wouldn't trust. So uh, he wanted him sculpted with uh, a smile, but uh, we thought it would be better to mechanize his smile so that he could drop the smile and frown when he wanted to and get the smile back again. Originally, when we first designed the Skeksis, I think one of the things we started with was the seven deadly sins. And those became the basis of, of, of some of the characters, although we have nine Skeksis. And so we used two deadly sins twice, or, or maybe we made up our own deadly sins, I'm not sure. Up your left hand, make sure it's doing something after step. I was doing the Ritual Master, who's sort of a high priest, very pompous, uh, arrogant. But I enjoyed that. I think there's probably part of me that's that way, you know, right so that kind of comes out while you're doing it. The Gartham Master that Dave Goles was doing uh, is, is the general military strong, uh, and Dave did wonderful things with him. Dave himself is such a funny performer at the end of takes. Uh, very often the general would go off into something that was hysterical that, we, of course, we couldn't use in the film. <laughs> Next thrill. <laughs> the gourmet, Louise Gold, was performing. Mm -hmm. We've never known whether these skexes were male or female. We always kind of liked the idea of them being some uncomfortable mixture in between. Uh, but the designer is certainly the most feminine or effeminate of, of them. And, uh, he comes across that way. The gourmand. The creature design and fabrication was done in a unique way. 
Normally, a person designs something and it's executed by many others. In most of the cases here, the original designer would do his own clay sculpting, carry through to his own mold making, and even on to the finishing texture work, and in some cases, even his own costume sewing, with the help of many others, of course. There's a lot of good mustaches in this Supervised the project right through from beginning to end, and it turned out to be much more satisfying for the individual designers and their entire team. In terms of making the puppets, we use so many of the different crafts. I mean, we use jewelry makers, wig makers, uh, people who worked in latex, foam, leather, wood carvers, uh, you name it, and we used it, uh, casting in plastics, uh, casting in bronze, uh, all of those, t uh, the, the crafts we were using heavily. Rad. Love it. Love it. People are talking about it more and more. <laughs> I uh, love I love just watching the the creative process. I, I hate reality TV shows, but there was that one with the Jim Henson production, uh, yes. where they had like the that one was the only that's the only reality TV show I've ever watched. I love watching like behind the scenes stuff and how they put, especially if it's like practical effects. Yeah, and if you like the movie, like I like if I ever develop like a time machine, like go back in time, watch them create that movie, right? Like. Like, that's the thing is you can get so much, like, really cool stuff out of the behind the scenes for, like, these kinds of movies. And if someone likes them, like, a movie is, like, two hours, right? But I would spend probably, I would spend, I don't know, a couple days watching that, like, binging it on, you know, whatever streaming platform, just them making the movie. Because that part is, in, in, a, in its own way, way more interesting. Yeah, and it's been really fun doing this uh, podcast because, um, and later this documentary, I didn't, I didn't grab this part of it but frank oz is talking about the fact that like he's like no listen i'm i'm one of those people that you know i noticed that i go into a movie and then i just kind of look at my watch at the end of it and i'm like oh what's for dinner like i never think about the amazing amount of production that's kind of gone into anything like let alone like a, a movie that literally relies all on puppets <laughs> like well um, and and to have something be such a singular vision Right. I mean, this is like other people being like, all right, Jim, sure, whatever. Like, I don't know what I'm doing over here, but I'll make the thing, the crazy ass thing you just articulated to me, you know, like. And he had a vision for it, like whether <laughs> you. <laughs> like the crazy thing, too, is it's like it's it's like Brian Fruit's sketchbook came to life, too. Right? Like, yeah, it's, it's like because it's, uh, like, it's not just a singular vision. It's like it's well, yeah, but a singular vision in terms of like he knew it all was going to fit together. But it's like yeah. the aha video right it's like take on me or something where like where it's like it's on the sketchbook and like oh and there it is creeping you out like running at you okay wow that's insane mm -hmm. <laughs> and i i find it really interesting also that a lot of the movement-based stuff and a lot of the you know the bigger characters are kind of it has to require a person inside of the actual costume like it can't just so you're working with both people in these like brawlic costumes on set running at each other at the same time as dealing with the puppetry aspect of it. It's like an insane combination of things. And I think that the reason that, like, I remember being a kid and watching Muppet trailers, like before movies or whatever, like I'd be watching whatever movie I was going to watch. And then there'd be a trailer for like whatever Muppet movie. I remember they had Muppets take Manhattan and like a bunch of movies I watched, which is a good ass movie. But, um, the original uh, Muppet movie is a freaking classic too. Yeah, oh, I, I, I would love if y'all do a Muppet movie episode. Like that's my favorite movie, just in general. Well, I invited Andrew, I invited you on because we had a uh, random like exchange on on Twitter where I said I said uh, the Muppet movie is the the like uh, you know 
the high point of new left cinema. And I stand no. by that. But it's, it's the best movie. It's the high point of cinema of, of, of every cinema ever made. It's just, it's, it's incredible. It's but like the best bike writing scene specifically like this, this new left, this new left moment, right. Where it's kind of this like countercultural rock and roll. Like the fact that Jim Henson was able to create that, that dynamic, but like in, uh, like in puppets, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's insane to me. Like it's like rock and roll. Like, you know, like I, I love the Janice puppet. It's just like, you know, man, it's like, you're like each of these, like they have such personality. And at the same time, I feel like the, the idea of like the new left as this uh, force going in between kind of like the, the mainstream cultural current and um, like a more, a more, I guess uh, like anti-establishment, like hippie culture, you know, uh, thing like the fact that the Muppet movie is able to do that flawlessly and actually like incorporate like golden age Hollywood celebrities into doing that mm -hmm. fucking blows my mind. <laughs> Point of order: Janice from the Muppets is basically my mom when she was. Yeah. <laughs> R.I.P. I think that one of the things that he so effectively did with this though is like not like run away from that, but sort of like sublimate and work around all of that to make something so alien and crazy that it would just people would be like i want to know more about this how do i find out more about this mm -hmm. very effectively i mean to the point that they made the netflix i don't want to discuss the merits of the netflix series like it's fine but like they made a netflix series of it like what last year or something like along have, have you seen all the comic books that have been made over the years i have not andy okay is it worth watching is it worth looking at them uh, the uh, IDW stuff uh, was pretty good, but um, uh, the Marvel, yeah, Dave the Rubin intellectual a, dark web, yeah, Dave Rubin and Sam Harris made a, made, <laughs> made a dark web. Yeah, I know. I've always been pissed off because there's this great publisher called IDW, and then they got ruined by. Um, I like um, that we were all thinking the same thing. By the way, that's <laughs> that's good. Is worth so. All right, so this, so since you've ground the show to a halt talking about this, so so those comics are good, is what you're saying. Yeah, the co comics uh, from IDW are worth checking out. I, I bet that would be pretty good because this is a rich world. Yeah, right? no, There's and IDW really does know how to put out good stuff. I mean, um, the, the 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 movement's terrible, but the the publisher is fantastic. The Skeksis are like, you can't talk about anything anymore. Political yeah. crap. <laughs> Political crap. Cancel culture's out of control. The Skeksis <laughs> actually win in, in the IDW version. They're, yeah. they're, they're the good guys. And they're the good guys. Yeah, they're the protagonists. <laughs> well, the Skeksis. The valiant Skeksis. Like, yeah. like, like kind of engaging with this on an actual, like, uh, like engaging with this on kind of a, a non-joke level. Like it kind of is this like conservative force. Because like you know they're draining the life. I, mean, I can't believe we haven't talked about that scene. Like that's yeah. traumatizing. Like you know draining and the life. It scared force. me so much. I forgot about it. It was it was repressed in my memory until you brought it back up. Adrenochrome, anyone? Nah. Just kidding. Um, how was it? I said to you earlier when you said you got blood drawn. I was like, I was like, I've taken the essence. <laughs> I actually have my bandage right here in case anyone wants to see. Is that gross? I don't know. I just took it off like a couple minutes ago but i don't know i i got i think that's all of us with the internet now just like you know <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but like like the rapid aging it's like that's totally the effects of uh dark crystal meth yeah there we go well i mean it's also the effects of like you know a three-day porn binge they find you and you're like really though <laughs> you're doing it wrong bro 
<laughs> I'm drained of my essence. <laughs> it was horrifying. It was really bad. And then they drink it like it's just a commodity to them. It's like, can I get like yeah. one, like, you know, can I just shave a couple years off here? Like, come on. It's I'm, not I'm surprised it's a, it's no a one shit commodity. QAnon has made the connection. What's well, that, Christine? Like a, say it again. I'm surprised no one like, in the QAnon movement have decided oh. to cancel Dark Crystal yet. Like, come on. Like, but it's a, it's not just a commodity; it's a shitty commodity, right? Like, because the emperor has it for a second, seems like he gets, uh, you know, uh, moisturized hands, and then it goes back to being this like <laughs> grotesque uh, vulture claws again. And it's like, you know, he's like, oh well, it's not as good as like when we used to get gelfling all the time. Like, yeah, yeah, we, we this, wiped out the gelfling. <laughs> the essence used to be so much better back in the eighties, exactly. And <laughs> and that's like the idea, though, is like they. They presumably, right, like that that kind of implies that they just con committed a Geffling genocide for the sake of like restoring their life, like yeah. essence. And that's it's like, and then resource. you think about like, this is like, like a thousand years they've been in that state or whatever. I mean, that's, it's incredible. I think well, there, there was an interesting moment in, in the clip we just played before this where you mentioned how like they're not meant to really have a gender. Like he didn't like work too hard on them having a gender, which I think is actually kind of interesting. Yeah. Right. Because it's sort of like we're applying, you know, very, very much, uh, especially for the, the the heel of the story, like uh, male uh, countenance to it. But like it, it is kind of true that sort of like other than like their their blind sort of opulence and kind of jerk uh, exploitation of everything in that world and maybe universe. Like it's sort of like do they lay eggs? Like what's what's going on? How do they make new ones? Right? Like what's, yeah, what's, what's, they don't. That's the thing though, right? Like they don't. They don't right? Make, they don't make new ones. Like they're they're sexless people. Um, You're um, starting to sound like my uh, my, my um, letterbox review of this movie. <laughs> so but, so oh, I, yeah. I think another interesting thing is that kind of Jen's Jen's is like an androgynous icon, right? Like it's he has the long flowing hair and like. You know, uh, like he's he's dressed he's dressed in a, in, a, in a style that probably we would consider um, like feminine at the time, at least. You know what I mean? Like he's kind of there's no real gender specificity to any of the characters in this, really. Until Kira says, because you're a boy at that point, I was like, they them. I don't know. I don't know, yeah. Jen. You're not just gonna. You're not gonna <laughs> ask him. You're not gonna ask him what his pronouns are. And pronouns and bio. Gonna... Let's go. Can I see your wings? <laughs> by the way when i saw that again as a 10 year old boy i was furious i was like what that's not an answer <laughs> that sucks <laughs> i was so mad at that as, as scared as i was of the crab people i was more mad about the like what come on but it's I think also it's a very adult. it's also a very strange the one strange moment i'd say in this movie that isn't like the one like sexually strange moment in this movie is when he's like freaking out and they're like and she's like cuddled up on him and then, like, he wakes up, and it's just like this weird moment where she's like cuddled up on him, like spooning with him. And then he's, and then Jen's is, Jen's is just looking around, like, where am I? Who are like, you know what I mean? Like, it's this, and he's been talking the whole time. He's like, oh, the shard. What do I do with it? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm Damn. not ready for this. Hate <laughs> when you go to Netflix and chill, but he can't stop talking about his shard. <laughs> big so chart got, energy got, with that I one. I got this yeah. crystal today. I don't know. Someone told me to get this crystal. My mentor died. Like it's it's been a, it's been quite the adventure. It's one hell of a day, really, when you think about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It wasn't boring. The crystal looks weird, though, in my opinion. When I, I remember, I was like, "Is that 
duct tape. <laughs> yeah. I was like, that, I'm like, that doesn't look like a, like a, like a, like a real, like. Now I'm visioning that commercial that's been multiple made into multiple memes where there's like the big tank of water and the guy takes the tape and like slaps it on the thing. Yeah. yeah. It's the, the crystal shard instead. I, got I like, it's like that scene from this damn where Seth Rogen the, the duct tape on the wall cracking. I do like that shoving okay. shoving the shard into the crystal was like throwing a hot dog down a hallway. It did not <laughs> it just slid right in. I was like, I figured it would like be more intricate and like whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, yeah, it's a shard, specific. right? It's supposed this to like chip off, but it's like body. a hole or something, yeah. right? Like what how does that how did that break off at all in the first place? It yeah. no sense at oh. all. Shot out. Okay. <laughs> All right, well, I'll so take a I never this expected. Is, <laughs> this is uh Frank Oz and Jim Henson. I don't think we've seen a clip of them together yet talking mm. about stuff. There's them going over the storyboards and talking about the shard. And then I have one more clip about them co-directing, and then we can jump to the letterbox reviews. But um I I, I did want to they're they're just such an interesting pair, right? Like standing together and and and, and hanging out looking at these legendary storyboards. Frank Oz looks old. Frank Oz is a never nude. <laughs> <laughs> He's in an Alrapist. The shard also the story of the Dark Crystal concerns a Gelfling whose name is Jen. He has lived with creatures called the Mystics, who are very gentle all his life, but he was orphaned. And they they saved him. And now he's he's about to go on a quest. The Skeksis killed my mother. The shard is the piece of the dark crystal. The shard was broken off a thousand years ago, and he has to heal the crystal. That's essentially the story. Um, it's a story of good and evil, of Jen's growth, uh, of of meeting a new world. <laughs> yes. Abraham Lincoln there at the end. Four score and twenty puppets to go. I'm still thinking about the hot dog in the hallway comment. By the way, I'm so I'm sorry. Just, yeah. I'm never gonna see that scene <laughs> twice the same way. Now. I I just I needed to make the reference. By the way, that Frank Oz hasn't had his uh, Carl Weathers training and story arc yet. <laughs> <laughs> like and uh, in the eventual biopic, David Cross. For yeah. real. Why not? No, it was a, it was a, yeah. Let's write that script for us. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, Frank Oz is a badass in and of himself. I mean, that, that's someone who's actually, how have we not talked about Agra this entire time, by the way? She looms pretty large in this story. Absolutely. Absolutely. And And I remember I, when I, when they first said the, their name, I was like, Okra? I was very <laughs> I was very confused up until I was like, oh right, okay, then that's a person. Okay. It's not it's not it's not a crystal that she has, it's a thing of kale. You know what <laughs> I mean? That's what, I, mean <laughs> I liked that she I, had I, just a collection of loose shards and she was yes, so talkative the entire time. And then he asks, well, what shard is it? What do I do with it when I get it? And she's like, you ask too many questions. And all of a sudden, she's like, fuck off. I have nothing more to say. No, I like, so I, so I wrote down quotes from the scene where she's, first she's like, what's it for? You want to know what this is all about? 
Hmm? Is that it, Kalfling? You don't know? You've never looked at the heavens? Everything in the heavens is here, moving as the heavens move, which is, I included that part of it in the intro that Conan very beautifully, and we haven't talked about that yet either. Conan no. very beautifully designed music, oh and, I, and I put, you know, I tried a, 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 new, a new technique instead of just kind of finding uh, things that seem like maybe they kind of add up to something. I wanted to see if YouTube would let me um, put up the actual, like, just an intro with small clips of the, and they did. Without the, you know, the, the without, movies we're actually covering for Fantasy 80s yeah. month or Movie Night Fantasy. Well, you can't really do anything else with, I think, uh, that that this genre, right? Like you can't, you know, it's not like you can find like a random dragon from 1920 <laughs> and be like, it's a public domain dragon. <laughs> it's it's a it's a public domain dragon with the dog's head. It's Falcor. It's close enough, but but those no, so a thousand years ago there was a great conjunction. I was there. Three signs, three suns lined up. That's when the crystal cracked. That's when the sketches appeared. And she's giving him like this, like, because there's no name. The only right? exposition you find yeah. is. I feel like, yeah, exactly. Like she's just talking to the audience, right? Like, just yeah. like, by the way, here's some extra details. Also, I don't know what's going on either. So yeah. just we'll yeah. figure yeah. it out. That's, that's that's the the some... However, it's still kind of confusing. <laughs> <laughs> to me, it's the here are some orange slices part of the movie. <laughs> and And I, the way that I imagine her character kind of is like, there's always like that kind of like older like psychic woman kind of that you know that like smells like cigarettes and like I've, <laughs> I've, met, I've met people like that they're that like they're like very new age smell like their whole house smells like cigarettes they're like listen I know the future I know what's gonna happen and you're trust like trust no, me you don't, trust but, me right, I got really, this I got this but I love I love the now ask what the great conjunction is what's the great conjunction and then Jen just looks at her confused and goes what's the great conjunction you tell me. <laughs> like he's, he's like, yeah, it's sure. I don't know what yeah. the fuck is going on. Yeah, I, I've, I'm, I'm, have I mentioned that I'm just the Gelflane? <laughs> but yeah, Agra is a great character though, because like yeah. I, I think, well, first of all, if, if the, in the, in the, oh, the expanded continuity of the universe uh, actually looms very large in, in the um, the more all encompassing story, but like like a good character in the this is someone that has the answers, but has their own reasons why they're maybe not, it's not their first priority to give them to the, the hero in question. Like maybe like you're annoying her. <laughs> I <laughs> you love know, at like, the end, by the way, when she's like, got a busy life. Up, like she's locked up and Jen is just like, all right, I'm going to go over here now. And then she's just like leaving her in the, in the, the yeah. cell that oh. she's in. Yeah, that's a that's a wild scene because you're like, wait, what? And it was, it was is he is he? God, that's a dick move. Yeah. I mean, but then she just she gets out of it somehow. We don't know. But then she figures it out. Yeah, she augurs her way out of it. Of course she does. It was know? actually Whatever. never locked. She just <laughs> fucking walked out, strolled out, like that's wasn't here for true. safety. I I did. They didn't put me here. I'm just it's watching. Great this is, I'm, we're also great watching the movie together. Um. <laughs> she she's war shark in this situation. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I found my keys. Never mind. I was never. Oh wow! I thought. Yeah. I thought they took them, but they didn't. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> but I mean, but, they lined up. <laughs> but but the reason why I'm I'm, I'm bringing up Agra, of course, because Frank Oz, you know, the very yeah. talented Frank Oz, who just a generation of incredible, couple generations of yeah. incredible characters brought it's to life by that guy's talent. Miss Piggy. Absolutely. Yes. Well, no, but also, also, we you know we touched on this for a Yoda, second, but. Yoda. Maybe you heard of them. Oh, for a second, like you know, you know, Yoda had just been created as a character two years before, 
and you're kind of going through the same motions as Star Wars. Like, you know, he's like the, the mentor that barely tells him anything disappears the same way that, you know, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, a.k.a. Ben, which is, you know, kind of a lame. I, I never got why they did that. Like every other person's name in that in, in, in Star Wars is like something like incredibly crazy. And then he's like, Ben, is that ben. you? Old Ben. <laughs> let's get bonnie burton in here to explain this shit yeah (laughs) but but then like you know so they're kind of i think they're parodying the the yoda idea right like the empire strikes back like because that had just come out two years ago they both worked on it and they kind of have this instead of having like yoda as this character because yoda fucks with luke so hard when he first meets him oh yeah i would just like to say i have never seen a single star wars film ah get off the spot (laughs) spoilers rogue one last one (laughs) <laughs> I think Rogue One is definitely one of the best. Rogue One was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, and uh, a friend of mine wrote it. <clears throat> oh, that's cool. Oh, cool. Well, I haven't seen them on this podcast, so, you know. <laughs> I... Some friend. Get them to come on and talk about Rogue One. He's, he's real. I, 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 I'm not kidding. He's real busy with Animal Crossing. But... <laughs> <laughs> I well, buy it. Like half my friends are, too, so. It's not it's working thing, on yeah. it, just playing Animal Crossing. Yeah, no, no, no he's not working on it either, but he's very oh, busy. Right. Like he, he made a, uh, Gary made a talk show within Animal Crossing <laughs> called Animal Talking. <laughs> uh, get, I'm going to break into Animal Crossing and I'm going to create like a Jimmy Fallon show. Just yeah. <laughs> you know, anyway, be real, so, yeah. be real, be real, real drunk and just, you know, causing the, causing some mayhem on the set of. yes so Um, frank oz anyway but i think think it's parodying this this yoda idea and yoda's kind of this wise like they kind of do the wise mystic thing in the beginning of it with his like you know but it's a wise mystic that doesn't have time for your shit you know like agra's like like i got my he's a a whole master class to teach yeah Whereas Yoda's like, yo, I got nothing but time. I'm just sitting here on this swamp planet lamping, you know. You got any mm-hmm. good food for me? Let me go through this uh, drawer. <laughs> yeah, let me eat some frogs. Mm. <laughs> but they kind of do that, like in this movie, like the mm, is the is the sketch. Yeah. And then in, in in fucking Star Wars, it's the only character that really is that weird is Yoda. <laughs> well, it's the same sound, but with it's Yoda, it's endearing. Actor. <laughs> yeah, but the, well, as I was gonna say, it's of course the same actor. I brought it up, but like it's 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 endearing when Yoda does it, and it's really like pervert creepy when it's in Dark Crystal, right? Yeah, like, I loved like, it. I thought it was great, like especially the introduction because you don't like you don't quite understand. Oh, this is gonna be a thing until like you know, yeah. like, oh, like no, this halfway is this through when the first deal. emperor is dying or whatever. And it's like, oh, this guy's going to be doing this the whole movie. Right. Yeah, this, <laughs> this, this is like, uh, was it Jimmy two times in Goodfellas? This is this guy's whole deal. Uh, I'm going to get the papers. Get the papers. <laughs> I'm going to get the... Mm, get the mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, but like, the other thing they don't set up at all is that when you put the crystal together, you know, all of a sudden, like, the mystics and the skexes are going to turn into, like, what they originally were. And, like, you know, there's going to be beings that kind of come out of the crystal. And it's just, like, the original universal, like, creators kind of. You know what I mean? Like, they don't set any of that up. You're just like, I don't know what the fuck's going to happen when this dude. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what makes the movie fun, though. Like, okay, so they're yeah. going to reunite the crystal, question mark. 
Like, what do you? And then what, what happens after re- that? Why am I risking my life to do this? Oh, we'll mm-hmm. figure it out. I mean, well, what happens if the crystal's another Hiroshima? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, who knows? <laughs> Put it together, yeah. you wipe out like. Oh, I don't, it's Tur- just, turns out it's real important and did some cool stuff. Oh, cool! Right on. You know, like <laughs> all this over a crystal. <laughs> He's like, yeah, but can you bring back my 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 dead my dead girlfriend? No. <laughs> <laughs> There's somebody. Of course, they did this. Somebody on the internet made a supercut of all the mmms together. Yeah. Hey, you want to like, pull that up? It's like no one. Nobody. I, I, I can't. Not do a I don't know why you wouldn't know that you you definitely would have had to pull that up. <laughs> oh God. Um, but yeah, so this is uh, well, while Conan finds that, I guess um, this is the the last uh, clip that I had pulled for this. Um, this is uh, Jim Henson and Frank Oz, just a really endearing, uh, heartwarming friendship clip that I wanted to play. And uh, am you know, I gonna cry? Oh God, you're gonna cry. I, I felt I felt kind of sad knowing that like Jim Henson died pretty young. Like you know what I mean? Like don't get me like, behind me, okay? <laughs> he should still be here. You know, the, the trio, Sidney Potier, Jim Henson, Frank Oz, you know? They never worked together, did they? <laughs> they didn't. Neither did Denzel Washington, by the way, though, and, and Sidney Potier, which he that's like his mentor and they didn't work together, which is oh, crazy. Oh man, I learned terrible. that today. Yeah, Sydney Directing is always a slightly complicated thing because films are normally directed by one person. And a, an entire film unit is not used to relating to two people. They're used to relating to one. And so when Frank and I were directing, we had to kind of constantly make sure that we were staying in touch with each other. And if I said something to one person, Frank would know about it and so that he wouldn't contradict me or we would uh, generally keep a unified front for the rest of the unit. Basically, in co-directing, we both did everything, but I think my own strength is in the visual. I like to compose camera shots and think about how the camera should move and that sort of thing. And I think Frank's strength is in character development, the personalities, the interactions, the dynamics of a scene. What's your chant? It's a... Mm -hmm. I don't think too many people could direct a movie together, but we know each other so well, and we know that we're after the main... The main thrust we're after is is a good movie. Uh, there's no real ego problems at all. It was essentially Jim's vision, uh, but we both agreed on the overall concept. I believed in that vision, and I, it, except sometimes we disagreed like crazy, which is very good. I think that's very healthy. It, it helps the project. <laughs> Oh. That was very cute. The feels. I wouldn't disagree with Jim Henson after watching. You want some Wilkins coffee? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's been plotting for a disagreement for like 20 years. Also, too, I want to have a word with Frank Oz about Stefford Wives. Oh, he did that? Yeah. Oh, okay. Like the remake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
with uh, Nicole Kidman. Mm. Yeah. Oh shit! There's two more mm. minutes. Hell yeah. <laughs> you sold them out, Sean. Perfect for keeping secrets, yeah. Ah, it's gluttony at last. A gelfling with sense. Out of my spot. <laughs> Such prey would make quite a trophy. It's from the series, too. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, we get it. We get it. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, none of the, were any of those from the actual... Like, it's all from the series. I pulled the wrong one up. That's I'm terrible at this producing thing. I should just, I should just look so for the exact like, It looks so much like Watto from Star Wars. Which is when kind of Star Wars crashed off the rails is when they stopped using the Jim Henson, like, you know, Frank Ott. Like, I, I, I don't hate the, the you know, not, not, I hate that there's now three trilogies of Star Wars because you, you have to, but like, you know, I, I was a kid when Phantom Menace came out. Like, you know, I was very yeah. young. Yeah. And I had a, I had a, a toy of the fucking CGI Yoda. And it was like, this, this is not. Two hour loop. This is gonna what I, this is gonna be what I'm gonna fall asleep to tonight. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh it's it's music to relax, study, and I love the idea of All like right. a character's like sole personality is like, okay, we're gonna make this really bizarre noise and you're just gonna deal with it. <laughs> yeah. Good uh well, it's, it's I mean they do a good job, I think, with the two gourmand ones of like showing that it's kind of just a race of people that have gotten so used to consumption, uh, like in the same like kind of new left sense. Like they've gotten so used to consumption that they're like, listen, I just drained someone of their essence. It didn't do shit for me. This, this, I need this, more. This hit, yeah, I, or or I need something else. Like my my body is still crippled. Like you know what I mean? Like it's you know my 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 blood might be blood, but my body is crippled. You know what I mean? Like I, I <laughs> no, but like so it, it kind of it it's interesting. I think the I think Chamberlain is the, is the sketchy most think... likely to. Sorry, I didn't rep force, but I'm gonna do it no, anyway. Right. The Chamberlain's gonna be the most likely. Skeksy I'm not to talk you. About. The Chamberlain's gonna be the sketchy most likely to talk about crypto to you, whether you want to or not. Go ahead. Oh so yeah. To say. As the, I agree with that. As a crypto enthusiast, I'm into it. Yeah, I was gonna <laughs> say is that you as a skexis? <laughs> mm-hmm. All my Tag yourself are the Skeksis. <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's this this movie. Also, I like that it doesn't have that much exposition because they never really explain shit to you, so you're just kind of thrown into it. And yeah, that's the, I, that's the other thing. It's like you're just like, rad. all right, you suspend your disbelief. I'm in the world of the Dark Crystal, whatever you know. Like, okay, <laughs> sure, whatever, fine. They, they give you a little bit more than Buckaroo Banzai, but but not much. Well, they give you a little yeah. bit more than Buckaroo Banzai when you finally have Agra, who kind of explains things, right? Like, yeah, well, they have they have that opening narration though. I mean, I mean there's a little, there, there, there's a little like, bit, but Agra basically is like, hey, yeah. you idiot here's what's going on which is a great way to explain things for something like how would anyone know what's yeah. going on 
And, and they got that narration, <laughs> that opening narration, like so succinct. What's going like, on? What's going on? The, uh, <laughs> it's the opposite of the five-hour um, cut of Dune from Lynch, you know, where they explain. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which I think is the one I made everyone watch. Like, watch this one because it's yeah. yeah and it was such like, a bad cut too. That that one. Oh, it's into. you know, it, 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 but but it is funny because it's like it'll stop for like five minutes and then like there's someone with a book and you're like, what the fuck am I watching? What's happening right now? It's an experience. <laughs> Yeah. All right, um, Conan Neutron, are you ready to do some letterbox reviews? Mm. <laughs> some, of these, some of these are really, really, really amazing. Um, you know what's what's funny? I'm glad because I don't remember pulling these. I'll get you to them, and I'm like, uh, yeah, I'll get it. And then you're like, already did it. I'm like, maybe I was drinking when I did this. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, trial so... by stone. <laughs> so this Roger, bit... Roger Stone judges your trial. It's not fun, but you know that's what the skex is. I actually think that that's and... how we should decide elections because I think it's slightly more democratic than the electoral college. Hey, <laughs> hey. I thought Oliver Stone pop out of the ground with two swords. Yeah. He's like, I choose JFK. JFK is dead. Oliver Stone. Oh, then I choose JFK. JFK's mm -hmm. dead, Oliver Stone. Uh, all right, I'm, I'm and out. And JFK Jr. He's dead, too. Are you sure? Dun-dun. <laughs> Didn't Hillary Clinton um, kill him? <laughs> so, he went on. They got to keep that straight. <laughs> so, so for this show, uh, Letterboxd, of course, the one of the only social media uh, networks that is actually fun or interesting or good. And it's about... Uh, film people excited about film wanting to talk at with and to other folks that are excited about film. I really, I really hope we never find out that they like funnel money to Israel or something. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited to talk them. about films. I just egg on my face if so. But uh, but what I love <laughs> most about it is it's a bottom up democracy. There's no yeah. there's no gatekeepers, right? Like any anybody brought to you by Letterboxd. No <laughs> match to me, please. No. <laughs> uh, so the the point of this bit is uh, for any of the movies we discuss that uh, even though you can write long in depth thoughtful things, like I actually honestly attempt to, I don't put the thoughtful things, but they're definitely long. But uh, or you can just do like a quick reaction, practice your tight five, you know, get something funny out there, a quip, or you can uh, horny post. Which some people kind of do so much horny posting on the letterbox. Yeah, I hope right. not about the dark crystal, please. Oh, no, Conan did pull a horny post. There are okay, so full caveat now, Ooh. now it's coming back to me. <laughs> there were so many dark crystal thirst posting for almost every character. And it got to the point of like, this isn't even funny anymore. This is just bizarre at this point. Like, we gotta send but, them over to you. Gotta send them over to Final Girls because they know because Kitty looks like Kitty looks like Jen and uh, Gab. Oh Gab yeah, like they, they literally are. <laughs> so it's an untapped market for that show. Yeah, you're right. That's a good point. Uh, but anyway, the point of this bit is to point uh, to to pull reviews that are insightful. Up oh, here's Icky, everybody. Oh, no. <laughs> it, 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 it must be time for the cats to be fed. Hi, Icky. Frankie's been back here the whole time, Nathan. The cat uh, must yes. have your essence. <laughs> cats yeah. will eat your essence if you uh, if you die and they're in the house. So just yeah, well, no one feeds them for that's a why bit. people hate cats. I'm like, why? That that's the ideal way to go out. Well, no, it's, it's when you're already dead. Yeah, like ideally, who gives a fuck at that point. 
I'm sorry, are people like horny posting because of the essence suck? Like, is that? I mean, the there's one thing. Well, like, what's going on here? Ravana, that's an excellent question. There's like ones for Agra. There's ones for both the Gelflings and both the Gelflings at the same time. There, I mean, there's my, so many. You know, me my Twitter clip, right? We live right. in a society. Right. asking that question. I mean, I swear to you, there was one for Chamberlain, and I'm sure it was done like somewhat in jest. That was me, like... actually. I would like. To... <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I wasn't into it at first, but then he went. Mm. And I was all in. <laughs> I had to so pause the, the movie a lot. Let me just say, <laughs> I was I was ready to appease, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> so the point of this bit is that uh, we have uh, we, we I pull these reviews that are uh, pithy, funny, you know, just kind of insightful, or or just sometimes uh, just of, of, of no for this. Everyone's supposed to, not too many though. It starts to get weird. Uh, but these are for the Dark Crystal and Letterbox is place for film. Movie Extravaganza is on Letterbox. Uh, as am I. As is Andrew. And uh, let's uh, let's pull the clips, Forrest. I would. So first one. I wish I was there to help them. <laughs> I let you enjoy them. That's like That's like awesome. I, I yeah. you know they look like they're having a hard time. You know, <laughs> like they're really struggling here. And their username is lunch think... enjoyer. Like like everything about this is wholesome. <laughs> it's very. That's well, what I, I, I do likes. I, I read it as like they're all so cool and like earnest like muppets that you're like yeah hell yeah i wish i was there i to, want to be their to... friend you know like they look lonely <laughs> they're the only gelfling I well i want to be a gelfling too that's <laughs> just the one i talk to <laughs> everyone acting like going braless is some modern trend when <laughs> Agra was doing it in 1982 that is true that is true i want i i yes that's i missed true. the fan skate with that one that's <laughs> It's comfortable. It's got the great conjunction. <laughs> they come too close together. The three sons. God damn it. <laughs> Ask me about the bra. Ask me about the bra. <laughs> Love that little furball that screams. We haven't talked about the furball yes, yet. How have we not that's talked true, about this thing? We have a dog in my house that's like, I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, that's that's the dog that we live with. They're just barking all the time. They get so upset no matter what's going on. Like, if you don't give them attention, they're going to bite you. Like, that's, yes. Big I mean, Audrey's like that sometimes, but, you know, she's not a furball. She's a, she's a, she's a handsome, a handsome pup. Yep. The dog we have is like a small, like, chihuahua poodle mix. And so, like, she's really small, but she, like, screams so loud. And it's just, it, it fit perfectly. <laughs> I really, I hope your dog doesn't go, mm -hmm. I, I, fortunately, fortunately, they do not. Nice. Nice. <laughs> the puppetry in this makes me lose my mind every time. I agree. Up that's both. Gothic Alice. Yes. I, that's again. That's just a statement of fact. I think like that. You. Can, I mean, you can. Five you stars. Can, you can. You can see like, right. a, yeah. like some like some like like forty or fifty year old dude that's like really into fucking Dark Crystal. Like I don't know, like dropping acid or something, like microdosing and going to like the local like outdoor theater and watching this and be like, yeah, this is my shit. Like. <laughs> they're, just, they're in it so much that like they just like take a nap and they're there for like a couple more days <laughs> <laughs> they wake up to a cop being like all right buddy move on it's more of an installation really it's a big mm -hmm. mystic energy it, it sounds like you were the last time i watched our crystal before watching it for this um which was at an outdoor uh projection in a park that i walked to uh with with my kid very freudian <laughs> 
No one asked Frank Oz and Jim Henson to prove the Muppets can be evil and disgusting, but they still did. And for that, I respect them. That was the one that I quoted on Twitter earlier that I was like, <laughs> My thing about this review is three stars. Like, yeah, I, I know. That right? doesn't, like, hmm, okay. CMD one. I give this film one. Take a shot every time someone says, mm. Oh, you would be wasted. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I wouldn't make it to the end of this show. I still might not. Love this grotesque version of hell made exclusively for children. Shane. Only four stars, though. Yeah. Fuck you, dude. Fuck you, Shane. You piece of shit. Where's that? An, it's, this is an anti-Shane podcast. I would like to put out an all-points bulletin for Shane. Where are you? It would be funny if Shane was one of the four people watching this. It was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> He's watching it. trying to watch movie. And like, <laughs> single tear comes down his, his face at hearing those. As he unsubscribes. Yeah. <laughs> I have a prescription for this. Anyway. The vulture birds are kind of hot. Not going to lie. Oh, uh, I don't like that they didn't call them Skeksis. It feels like very Skeksis of vulture birds. I mean, they're only little, three stars in. They, feels, they, you, you know, know they, they make sure that, that you know that that's a race of, of beings. So, like, that's a little racist. I don't know. It, it is racist. Well, it's <laughs> honestly, I'm, I, I don't, I'm not comfortable right now. I'm. Just, I mean, they yeah, kind of like, do kind of, they do look like vultures a little bit. I mean, I remember watching them thinking, "Oh, there's vultures." Yeah. That's no, I. So I can well, we talk about his icon? That it's it's a cartoon dude, Sam. Is is the author of this, by the way, and 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 also, can we talk about it's only three stars too? Again, it's cartoon Aaron Moffat. Oh God, Sam, oh, you no? fucking piece of shit! You absolute <laughs> cancel, wasted. What the? Get it together, Sam. Three fucking stars. Man, I'm sorry. Did you want the? Did you want the to do a strip tease with October that? If not, get five stars. You know, maybe he was getting turned on. He's working for the gray zone. <laughs> it looks like Aaron, the cartoon looks like Aaron Monte. It does look like Aaron Monte. Uh, yeah, it does. <laughs> WTF? The puppets are so sick. Does anyone know where to get a cool puppet? Thanks. No one give Aurora a puppet. Who is this, by the way? Like this asshole. Aurora? Four and a half stars. Like, who, like you can't just give us five. Like, what the? By it's the way, I want to say offensive. I gave I gave Dark Crystal five stars. But yes, my of course. My review was my review was. Um, it was something like, cause it was like a week and a half ago when I did it, but it was something like, uh, the reason I think that I was, I'm so afraid of like large groups of vultures is because of this movie. Like I see them outside sometimes, like on a dot, like I had the, the, the last apartment I lived in, there, there would be like 10 vultures sitting on the fucking, uh, like on the dumpster at the same oh, time. The turkey vultures? Like, no, the, the black vultures. Which like the, the gotta be a black whoa, 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 yeah, whoa. I, hey, hey, hey. Morris, there's only three whoa. kinds of vultures apparently. This podcast is real white for you to be saying that, okay? <laughs> yes. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Listen, there's certain races. No. Slow <laughs> down there, buddy. Certain vultures. I, I have to do race realism on the fucking movie night. <laughs> 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 All right, if I may quote, watching this as a kid is why I don't trust large groups of vultures. They're conspiring. Also, Jen is a non-binary icon. True. Well, vultures, they do like to try and steal cute little dogs and cats, so... So so, so real quick, that's Letterboxd. One-liner reviews, Movie Night Extravaganza is on Letterboxd. Letterboxd, place for film. Follow Letterboxd. Uh, so follow Movie Night Extravaganza on Letterboxd, which By is... By the way, I would, call them, I would call them velvet vulture, vultures. I would not... Use the species name Black Vultures. I am woke. <laughs> like a velvet 
Vulture cast an iron. Uh, follow me, Kona Neutron. Uh, follow Jandrew World right about now, too. And uh, all Is of that our John cast of iron, all of our wonderful so guests and feature guests and friends that also are on it. Uh, Letterbox Place for Film. Thank you very much. That's the bit. <laughs> mm -hmm. I should really like we should make like a bumper or something because I barely get through these half the time. And I know that's half the fun, but I think I think we should do a trailer where it's just you just getting really intense Did about letterbox. Have you ever <laughs> Am I getting I'm literally just trying to like exit exunt exunt exunta exunta the bit. <laughs> that's all I'm trying to do. And it's like this, but this is about standard because you know, again, well, and also I want to point out that was the most funny horny posts but there were way more there was so many like thirst like, posts that's I, I, I to, if you want to, to hear them, them please subscribe to the patreon thank you <laughs> exactly yeah. i could have because i was like i was like oh no that's not funny that's just that's just odd like i want to call somebody about that but well you know there is a skexis only fans and no i'm not <laughs> yeah 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 exactly I'm, I'm not i'm not king shaming you know like only shards sure go ahead sign there up there we for go I really, yeah, I know this, that I, that just turned me off from this whole thing. I'm going to leave. No. <laughs> I actually like, right. and I, we haven't yeah. talked about this, sorry, but there's like some weird, like they created Twitch. There's some weird live streaming going on with the shard and the crystal. Yeah. There's literally like they're doing IRL streaming in this movie. And that was I, the first time it's ever been done. It. If I got to remaster it, I have a jank. I would have jank on it. And then <laughs> have a Chiron on the bottom. It's sex and violence, maybe. Sex <laughs> is violence. violence. Ooh. Mm. Mm. Anyway, starting with you, Andrea, since you're the first time, the first time contributor, we do final thoughts. People try to final. steal final thoughts, but you know what? It's our thing. It's our thing. It's Honestly, trademarks. final thoughts. Uh, first of all, invent a time machine and travel forward about 78 years, and then I'll give you my final thoughts. But for this moment <laughs> in time, um, pretty good movie. I would recommend it. Um, I mean, if you okay, let's be honest. Pretty you good movie. Two-hour no, no, show no. about Dark Crystal, right? Like, I hope you watched it already. But watch it again. I mean, like, you know, watch. How many? And then I don't know. You, you give know. it. I would give it about uh, you know, 74,464. Uh, hmm. <laughs> uh, because I think it's uh, it's got a lot of them, and it's it's pretty good. I hope one day we blow up enough that someone cuts just us doing mm, and adds it. To <laughs> I, I I would like to Dare just to provide a, like at least seven hundred of those at the end, just you know, to to help it out. <laughs> exactly, you're you're a team player that way. Thank you, <laughs> Rivana. Final thoughts. I liked it. I I thought it was, uh, you know, pretty standard hero's journey in the story. But like the the effects are really what makes it fantastic. Like I would watch a movie or like fucking National Geographic if it was just about this world. It's just so interesting, and they obviously spent so much time. Texas and Kingdom. Yeah, <laughs> so much time and energy into creating it. Um, overall, I really, I really liked it, but um, I did fall asleep during it, so I can only give it four and a half. Hmm. <laughs> well, listen, if anyone quibbles with that, they're ableist. So you know what I mean? Like it's uh... yeah. <laughs> no one can ever fault me for falling asleep. <laughs> Um, I, I did want to ask a question, though, uh, I think to everybody um, or whoever wants to answer it or has thoughts on this. Um, 
the hero's journey part of it does feel kind of satirical, right? Like the the fact that kind of uh, Jens is kind of such a he's ill equipped for the yeah for the and journey, which, which kind of the hero always is, but it seems like they're kind of parodying a lot of things. Like I like the part where he throws the shard. He's like, I don't, I don't want anything to do with this. <laughs> like this is, I don't, I didn't ask for this. Like I, don't, <laughs> uh, you know, he's just like, I'm gonna throw this somewhere, and then uh, you know they just find it later, and it's like, oh yeah, by the way, I found this. It's on the ground. Yeah, it's, so. it's right over here where you <laughs> threw it. You motherfuckers did not adopt me out of the kindness of your heart. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm like the last Gelfling. Wait, there's another like, my real dad. <laughs> Christina, you got any final thoughts? Well, if you want some Frank Oz, Jim Henson goodness, this is one of your movies. Uh, I, I thought that the plot was kind of generic as always, but like the, uh, the effects, you can't deny how amazing the effects are. Um, Frankie's snoring really loudly, but uh, <laughs> is it or is it an effect? We'll never know. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah. it's it's mm. it's kind of amazing how this <laughs> got like a cult. Like, I mean, it's not shocking to me that this movie gained a cult following, like other '80s fantasy films. And it might be in this film kind of made a lot of other people say, "Hey, I want to try that," because you know it, it does have a legacy. Um, I would give it on a scale of one to ten. Mm, I give it eleven. Nice. Yeah. I agree. A lot of hmms. This I, and, and what do you say? Goes to I eleven. That. What I heard is you could try some Wilkinson's coffee. Everybody was on. All right, Conan. Let's hear him. Let's hear some mmms. Mm. Some final, some final mmms. Uh, so. Ravana hit on some of the points I wanted to make. The, the fact that it's not the story necessarily; it's revelatory. Why are you remelding with it? You know what I mean? Like, why? Why are you just? <laughs> I meant. I meant to, to my credit. I mentioned the offset at the very beginning of the show. Uh, that was a long I, time ago, by the way. A long time ago. I was yeah. like a whole other lifetime ago. We just passed we the title the card. entirety of the Dark Crystal in the time that that was a yeah. long time ago. That's Mystic vibes, big time for sure. Mystic vibes matter, matter by the way. <laughs> Stick vibes matter. <laughs> Why didn't you say that like 20 minutes ago? I changed my name to say that. But uh, <laughs> so the world building in this is unparalleled. There is nothing quite like this uh, within film. And, and to say that this is, is very much a, yeah, does the story lack a little bit? Yeah, probably. But who cares? Like when you talk about like vibe movies, this is like the ultimate vibe movie of all vibe movies. And and every time I watch, I get something a little different out of. Even it's like, what? Why is why is that? Like like you mentioned, like you know the shard being. I'm just gonna throw this, and then like, oh, let's go back and get it. All right, like I mean, why not? Yeah, absolutely, right. Uh, but just a when shard, I didn't even know just, which one it was. I mean, just 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 a shard. And big. And by the way, I will never be able to watch this movie without thinking of a hot dog in a hallway ever again. So thanks a lot <laughs> nice. for that. By the way, is this over. a shard or is this just a little bit of uh, coke dust that I dropped on the floor earlier? You know, <laughs> I'm hoping. I, it's and, and I appreciated seeing all of the uh, the how it was done effects which i know my friend dave hasbrook did because it basically changed the arc of his entire life and he dedicated his life to becoming a puppeteer and he's astounding at it and he went to the henson school and all that but like what a world that jim henson made like what and, and i would world. recommend watching that making of the full one yeah. because they do go into the the world building of it not the nation building i think that's a different movie but um they, <laughs> no, go, into, no. like, they go into building like building the sets of it and 
it's like it's a credit to this movie that that's the least interesting part right like that's the thing that really immerses you and it's like yeah i wanted to know how the mystics were done the skexis were done like i wanted to know how the puppets were made and then they're like oh well this is how we made the world and i'm like in any other movie i would be like yeah, that would be the that. first thing. Yeah, but here's like, <laughs> like there's little animals running around that are never named and things where you're like, what is that? Like, what's that thing story? What's what is that thing up to all day? You know, uh, like, there and, are people that spent like their like entire weeks of their lives crafting yeah. those small, like they're only there for half a frame. You you, you just missed it. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> well, and that's that was my big that was my big break. I was in the I was in. The, I made the weird rat thing in Dark Crystal. Great. Yeah, that was uh, me. That was <laughs> that was me. I'm that guy. That's 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 my claim to fame. Uh, hey, it's better than something. <laughs> so, point of order is that it's uh, this is that there's no film quite like this, and there's a lot of films that have tried to do this, and most of them have failed because there isn't that level of detail, and quite frankly, there isn't that level of love mm -hmm. put towards it. And I think this movie's freaking awesome and like i have watched it a million times i'll watch it a million times more and uh yeah for me it's uh, so if we're if we're doing 10 a scale of 10 it's it's definitely you know 10 or now that we've adopted the spinal tap scale 11 mm, <laughs> out of 10 for sure great movie love it i'm so stoked we're doing it i'm actually really stoked that we kicked off the 80s fantasy month with it I think I'm this also. Is uh, this is like the first big '80s like fantasy film, to be honest, right? So it makes sense. Yeah. And when oh, I drunkenly suggested that we do one, um, actually, uh... <laughs> no, I'm I'm hyped that we're doing uh, just... Labyrinth too, right? Because Labyrinth, yeah. is, is this plus David Bowie, which is an amazing and David amazing. plus and, and, David Bowie's package. Yes, we're, so plus, I'm talking about hang, that. Hang over Hamilton, he's at it again. <laughs> we're gonna do some morning posting. I'm just saying. Right. By the way, you got to listen to Protonic Reversal and look up the clip Hangover Hamilton. And you know what? Before Labyrinth, he's at it again. <laughs> yeah. Paige Hamilton uh, from Helmet was in David Bowie's band. And he tells an incredible story on my show. And it was, uh, yeah, it, it's worth watching. Uh, it, uh, anyway, this movie kicks ass. So that's, that's, <laughs> that's, I seed my time. All right. The, the Andy, great senator from uh, Comic Landia, Andy World. Howdy. Um, I love the fact that this is a Brian Fruit drawing come to life uh, through the guise of Jim Henson, uh, because it really does. I mean, if you really dig into uh, Brian Fruit just basically has one trick and it's everything you saw in the dark crystal. Um, so, you know, uh, that and squished fairies. Um, sorry to bring that up again. But, Moving uh, extra Avaganza are brought to you by Squish Fairies, squishfairies.net, where their best fairies are always squished and they're always on time. <laughs> There's also a fun uh, a Lord of the Rings kind of um, homage in this, I think, with, with the podlings kind of being in that bar and they're all kind of just dancing around. And, you know, that's the that's like the Hobbit, like the Hobbit, you know, kingdom. And, and, it's, and it's like, you know, within the Shire, like when you're listening to reading whatever, what like however you, you've consumed Lord of the Rings, because, you know, it's in every fucking possible format. Like it's like it's like I've never freaking... seen Lord of the Rings. I don't know what anything about this is. <laughs> Have you ever seen anything? Does somebody want to tell her? No, it's I don't glad... know anything about anything. All I know is Dark Crystal's fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, it's a good starting point. We'll we'll we'll, we'll, we'll break you in easy. We'll table that for now, but we'll come back. <laughs> no, but so it feels like it feels like you know in in Lord of the Rings you have the hobbits kind of bringing you on this journey. In this you have Gelflings, and you're kind of just kind of visiting. 
the Shire in this quick moment, right? Like you're like they're like, yeah, that this kind of exists here. That's not the story that we're telling. We're telling a story where you have just these two podcast hosts that are. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, Andy, do you have do you have, do you have more to finish up? Um, not a whole lot more. I just I just love the fact that that like uh, th- this does always inspire me to want to draw. Um, I, I always love the fact that Brian, you know, that Jim Henson certainly had uh, created worlds. I wish he was around more uh, to, to create more worlds for us. Um, I, I will shout out his son, Brian, who I think is always unfairly compared to his father, who, who, yeah, okay, Brian Henson's maybe not be, might not be as talented as his father, but like, that's such an unfair comparison. Let's just take Brian's work on his own. Absolutely. Darkscape is a great show. Um, and, Hell and yeah. Hell yeah. It's, Brian Henson. Uh, he also tried like, to fulfill Jim Henson's dream of doing like an adult puppet movie a couple years ago. I oh, saw yeah. that. Time Burn. murders. Yeah. 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 He's not yeah. Bad. Got slammed. Like <laughs> I, but, I thought it wasn't is, bad. But the thing is, Meet the Feebles already exists. Yeah. And, and well, Avenue Q already exists. That's yeah, like the, the epitome of raunchy puppet. If yes. you were gay, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> internet's for porn. Like I remember guys in high school singing that song, and I'm like, I knew that song when I was ten. Get I knew I knew all here. that porn when I was ten. I'm, I'm By the way, wow. Okay, <laughs> I, I was just gonna say, Meet the Feebles. Uh, have you seen Meet the Feebles lately? Yeah, give Meet the Feebles a chance. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Peter Jackson going back to Lord of the Rings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a Peter Jackson film. Peter Jackson made like, the ribald, nasty puppet movie. Yeah. He 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 did. Uh, well, he was kind of like the gross-out guy at the time because he did Bad Taste before that. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Dead Alive. Dead, Dead Alive. Which, yep. Which uh, in Australia is called Brain Dead. So you know, shout out mm-hmm. to our Australian fans out there. You know who are watching. Um, yeah, with with, the, with and yeah has the lawnmower scene, which is which is yeah, classic. which is amazing. Yeah. Um. But he was like the gross-out guy, so Meet the Feebles makes perfect sense. Yeah, there, and, and then somehow some... he like transitioned into like uh, Academy Award, you know. <laughs> yeah, uh, they became an Academy Award director, which is astounding. I love but that. Like, like, but like, like even before Lord of the Rings, like like uh, he was he was up for an Oscar for um, Heavenly Creatures. I Heavenly Creatures, one of my favorite movies of all time. I love film. Heavenly Creatures. Why have we not done Heavenly Creatures, by the way? Yeah, by the Dubs. Let's see. Heavenly well, Creatures. we're 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 at it. We're at a time. Uh, you know, a time stop here. Um, all right, all right, all right. Andy, go ahead. Go yeah, but uh, yeah, well, to do. really does bring in the puppets like this movie does. And um, really and- bring in the puppets this movie does. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. I know, I'm yodeling this up here. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Uh, mm. And uh, <laughs> on the scale of, uh, you know, one to 10, I, I too give this 11. Mm. All right, well, I'll leave it here. I'll just say, uh, what's it for? You want to know? You want to know what this is all about? Hmm? Is that it, Gelfling? 